You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't, nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello. You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. Today, we are going to go over episode 188. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, Yesterday was the New Year, so hope all of you are doing well. You are staying safe. And you're ringing in the new year. 2023 is here, so it's kind of crazy how time flies. But uh, this time of year, we always do this, or typically we try to do this, um, before the end of the year or right at the first of the year. But we want to set our 2023 indoor air quality goals. Um, I know everybody has New Year's resolutions and lots of times, well, I know for me, they don't last very long. um, But something we do want to last a long time time is obviously you and your health to be healthy. So having indoor air quality goals is something pretty simple. I I know it's easy for me to say because this is what I do for a living, but it is something that can really, it can really help, you know, with your health, energy, the occupants in your home can, can be healthy, moods can be good. So it's something that's, I don't think it's that difficult, Um, but on the other hand, you know, maybe sometimes you just need you need someone like myself to kind of push you a little bit and say, hey, you know, let's instead of just focusing on going to the gym or maybe losing weight, um, you know, let's let's focus a little bit on indoor air quality because it is it's something major that, that ha- can have a, a huge impact on your health. Any of you that have experienced mold sickness, I'm sure you know, you know, how devastating that can be and not just to your health, but, you know, financially. Um, the people in your home could cost you, you know, a job. There's a lot of things that it really could impact. So it's something that, you know, I think a lot of us don't pay attention to it until it's a concern. And it's something that, you know, just we're, we're going to sit down today and 
take 15 minutes out of your day and, and think about things that you should be doing when it comes to indoor air quality. So like I said, you know, your, your number one priority should be obviously your health. And when we talk about your health, we're, we want to talk about the health of your home. Because when it comes to indoor air quality, you know, you could, you could focus, you know, a lot of time and energy on, you know, how you're eating, how you're exercising. But if you're not focused on the health of your home, you could really just be throwing all that away because your, your indoor air quality is bad. And so, you know, when we talk about indoor air quality, obviously this is the toxic mold podcast. So we're talking about mold, but that's not the only thing you need to be concerned um, or have concerns for when, when you think about the air quality in your home. So I'm going to, you know, go over some stuff that's not mold uh, related, but it is something that, you know, I, I, when I do consults, I talk to my clients about a lot of different things and I ask about, you know, VOCs and radon and, and, and things like that. We want to know how old the home is. So here's, here's a few things that you need to keep in mind besides mold when it, when it comes to indoor air quality. You have VOCs, which I just mentioned, volatile organic compounds. Those are things, and it, I, I, I don't want to sound vague about it, but on the other hand, it, it could be many things. It could be perfume, could be your deodorant, could be paints, could be stains, could be cleaning chemicals, could be smoke, could be many things. And so when it when it's organic compounds, I don't necessarily mean organic all the time, but it could be many other smells, could be pet urine. When I talk about VOCs, that's what I include, and I, I would go a little bit out of the definition of VOCs, but it's, it's things that, that could, could make you sick. Um, and you, you know, a lot of times you don't think about it. You know, when you, when you can smell someone's perfume, you know, sometimes it smells great, but sometimes, you know, maybe you have somebody that, you know, just like they put way too much of it on and it's overwhelming. It gives you headaches and it can cause negative health effects. So we talk about VOCs, keep that in mind. Um, the next thing is radon. We talk about radon, and I don't, I don't talk about it a whole lot. Um, I'm certified as a radon tester, so obviously I know a little bit more about it than most mold specialists. But radon is an inert gas, meaning you can't see it or smell it. And what it is is, it's the natural decay products of uranium and radium. So those those minerals are in the soils below your home. And what happens is, is when those decay, it releases a radon gas. And so what radon is, is it's the second leading cause of lung cancer next to smoking. And that's something that can be quite serious. Obviously, you, for the most part, there's nothing besides testing that would give you indications that you have concerns. By the time you know you have lung cancer, it's too late. So that is something you need to keep in mind. And you know, just talking about radon, it is something that you should have tested every other year in your home. And you can actually buy, you know, just like a carbon monoxide detector, you can actually buy ones for radon um, that are, they're a little more than obviously a CO detector, but for like $150, you can purchase one. I'm not saying don't buy one, but for the most part, those, you know, radon uh, testing machines have to be calibrated and Unless you're sending that machine in to be calibrated, which I'm sure you're not, 
I don't know how much you could trust those levels. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying don't buy one, but professional testing is much better. So anyhow, with radon, um, it's not that expensive. I test with uh, what I call a CRM, continuous radon monitor, and it's a machine that's calibrated. It takes a reading every hour. Uh, it tells, depending on which machine I use, it'll tell us the temperature, the humidity. It also will tell us if the machine was moved, if it got unplugged or the power went out. Um, it's pretty high tech um, compared to your do-it-yourself ways of doing that. So it's something that you should keep in mind when it comes to radon. It's, you know, it's often overlooked because most people don't think about it. A lot of people think, well, if it's a new home, you don't have high radon. That's not true. Just like mold, the age of your home, it doesn't matter. So you can have radon concerns in a brand new home, or you can have a home that's 40 years old and that doesn't have any. So that is something to keep in mind that you want to have tested. And once again, every other year, have that tested professionally. Another uh, indoor air quality concern, and it's really not air quality per se, but when we talk about health concerns in your home and what could be causing that as far as the home side of it is lead. Um, if your home was built before 1978, for the most part, there shouldn't be any lead concerns because in 1978 in the United States, uh, they passed a federal law that contractors couldn't use any lead materials, mainly lead-based paint or like water supply lines that were lead. Um, so it shouldn't, not that it can't, but it shouldn't be a concern if your home is, is newer than that. Um, but to kind of tap into lead a little bit, it's, it's something that we always question, like when we're doing an inspection or if we're doing a consultation or VPA. And for the most part, my concern when it comes to lead would be either a water supply line that's lead I'm sure you've heard about, you know, the lead poisoning and the concerns in Michigan. It's been going on for quite some time, but that would be a concern as far as in drinking water. The other part of lead, which is the lead-based paints, that's not a, a major concern in my opinion, unless, <laughs> that's a big but, or unless you're eating the paint. That's about the only way you would have concerns is if it's ingested. And typically if it's lead-based paint, let's just say the home was built in the 60s, if there's lead-based paint, there has probably been a new coat of paint put on or several since 1980 or later, which is when there shouldn't be lead in there. So my point is, is it would be covered up. And, you know, like I said, it, it would it would take quite a bit with lead-based paint for you to ingest the lead. So I'm not saying it's not a concern, but it, in my opinion, it's not a big concern. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about uh, your health concerns and how your home can contribute to that. So another thing is that I, I kind of tapped into was asbestos. We call it, or I call it, ACMs, and that's asbestos-containing materials. That, in 1978, along with the lead-based paint and, and lead water lines, that was uh, outlawed in 1978. That doesn't mean that the contractor stopped right at the time using ACMs, but I would say within a couple of years, they shouldn't have been manufactured anymore. And so when we talk about asbestos, a lot of people are like, well, what, like, 
okay, Steve, you said asbestos, but what what would have asbestos in it? When I say back in the day, you know, back in the early building times when we started building homes that were similar to the way they are now, um, they were using asbestos actually was using a lot of materials, brake pads and stuff like that. But as far as a home, the main concerns that would have asbestos would be siding. The siding, if it's outside, obviously you shouldn't have any concerns with it. Um, and just to be clear, so asbestos is not harmful until you disturb it. Keep that in mind. If you want to test for asbestos, the worst thing you can do is go scrape that popcorn ceiling. So anyhow, you could have siding, popcorn ceilings I just mentioned. Not all popcorn ceilings are asbestos. So keep that in mind too. It's not, if you walk into a home and you see popcorn ceilings, don't just assume that it's asbestos because that's not always the case. And that that is probably something that's one of the most common things we see is popcorn ceilings. And most people don't know any better. You just go in there and start scraping that off and you think if you wear a mask, you're going to be fine. But don't, don't disturb anything you believe is, is asbestos. Um, so other things that could be asbestos could be your insulation. You know, typically, obviously, that would be in the attic. And um, the asbestos insulation was more of a black, um, almost kind of looks like wool. It's a has a weird texture to it. That could have asbestos in it. There is flooring, um, so like like floor tiles. Those can have asbestos in it, and then also when they did HVAC systems, they would they would use this wrap around the ductwork, and it it kind of looks like almost like a stucco or concrete that could be asbestos. So keep that in mind. Just don't if you have asbestos concerns, make sure you get a professional in there that knows what they're doing. Don't don't just hire somebody that's going to come in and scrape part of your ceiling. And send it off to a lab to determine if that's asbestos. That's the worst thing you can do. Do not disturb asbestos. Um, so another indoor air quality concern that's similar to mold is pollens. Um, you know, if you have plants, um, pollens can be in there from just you being outside. Could be many reasons, but keep that in mind. You have pollens that can be a concern. Something uh, that many of us have are pets. Dogs and cats have pet dander. So that can be from their, their skin, and that pet dander can cause concerns. Um, those of you that are allergic or have children or relatives that are allergic, you fully understand how that is. So keep that in mind, too, with indoor air quality. Also, the, the things that, that most of us really think about when it comes to, to air quality and it's not mold is carbon monoxide and smoke. So... Smokers, I'm, I'm sure these days a lot of people, we've learned secondhand smoke is obviously really bad for for the people around you. So hopefully you're not smoking in your home, but that obviously could be a concern. And then the carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide obviously is a gas from things like your gas range, um, your gas stove. Uh, could be from your gas water heater, could be from your gas furnace. So make sure when it comes to carbon monoxide, you have carbon monoxide detectors throughout the home. You know, a lot of homes these days, the smoke detectors in your ceiling, they're a combination carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. So make sure that you, you think about that. So we went over a lot of things and 
I know I, I tried to tap into each one just to kind of give you an understanding that mold's not your only concern in a home. Um, and so we talked about all that and we're talking about our goals. So, you know, what, what should be your goals? To me, it seems simple, but when it comes to smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, make sure every room has one. Um, per code, every room should have a smoke detector. Make sure your carbon monoxide detectors, that those are located like in a hallway, um, any rooms adjacent to like a mechanical room. So make sure that that's one of your goals. And then make sure also with that, that you're testing those and you replace the batteries in those every year. The two other things that obviously I think are really important would obviously be mold. Mold's a major concern. We talk about it all the time. So I'm not going to dive that deep into that. Um, you know, you know, you should have a mold inspection, mold testing done every other year. That should obviously be a concern. We talked about radon. It should be a goal for you to make sure every other year you have your radon tested. Make sure it's tested with a CRM, continuous radon monitor, and you obviously keep track of that. So you know every other year, you know, are, are the levels getting higher? Are they dropping? Are they staying the same? Um, if they're rising, obviously, you know, someone like myself could, could you know, consult with you and tell you why it could be rising. Make sure that's a goal because you don't want to get lung cancer. And then the last one is VOCs. Um, VOCs, obviously, like I said, can be from numerous things, cleaners, paints, stains, perfumes, deodorant. I mean, just a whole whole slew of things. So make sure you pay attention to to those things. If you get a headache every time, you know, you go, let's just say, into your teenager's room and that teenager uses a lot of perfume or cologne, you know, it might not affect them the way it affects you, but keep that in mind, you know, say to that teenager, hey, you know, this is an indoor air quality concern, you know, could you lay off it a little bit or put it on when you're outside so that, that the rest of us don't have to smell it. Um, so, as far as the goals, like what can you do to prevent these indoor air quality concerns? Something I talk about all the time, humidity gauges. Make sure you have at least one humidity gauge on each floor of your home. Uh, I personally, I like to have one like in a living room, in all the bathrooms, especially a bathroom that has a shower or tub in it. And then also in a mechanical room. So make sure you have humidity gauges. They're they can save you a lot of time and money. So what's my call to action? It's just the first of the year. You're done with the holidays. You're ready to get back to just normal everyday life. Just back to the grind and work and, you know, your your typical things you do. But take the time right now to write down five goals when it comes to your, your health and your indoor air quality. And I don't care if it has nothing to do with mold or or indoor air quality. But let's just say five things that have to do with your health. Write them down, make them simple so that you can accomplish them, and that way you know that your home is healthy. So I appreciate all of you guys listening. I'm glad that we are all in 2023, uh, and I hope you have a wonderful year. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at 
cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today. You can also on cnccontractorservices.com find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com. <laughs>